welcome welcome guys it's christina the champ welcome to the champs evening show welcome everybody we have an amazing special guest coming on if you guys are just coming in as you guys can see the last couple of days we've been marketing pushing out flyers we have chris thomas um he will be coming on the live show tonight coming all the way from california guys california you guys need to take your notes out paper and pen he will be going over some amazing incredible strategies and techniques on how to save money and invest in airbnb yes guys so coming all the way from california he is an airbnb airbnb mentor and an also entrepreneur he is honestly just saying he will be talking about his incredible grind and hustle in the last couple of years. I am waiting on him now, but let's just say briefly, from sleeping on his grandmother's couch on welfare five years ago, okay, to building a 300 plus Airbnb rental business without even owning any properties, guys. Trust me, you need to hear this. You need to get on. And he is also an author of short-term rentals. If you guys want to know exactly how to get some formulas from him, just go to um, Get Chris Thomas. You can find him on Instagram. And if you need to find out the formula on how to invest, anything about Airbnb, you guys can direct message him and send him a... Um, a text message str and he can go from there and reply to you guys hey chris welcome welcome yes request to send let me see view i just introduce you come on in come on in come on in i am really excited here he comes he's coming in now he is also an author of short-term rental rate what's up chris what's going on the other way <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to join you guys on the other side. Let me see if you guys can hear me clear. Can you hear me clear, Christina? Yes, I can hear you. Let awesome. If, let me know if my head's cut off or anything like that. Give me a second, okay? Uh-huh. All right, cool. I'm going to flip the camera. Give me a second. Great, great, great. Let's just see. I am going to get here. Refresh my page. Welcome, guys. We have Chris Thomas. He is an Airbnb mentor. He will definitely show you guys exactly how things are going to work in the Airbnb industry. Remember, he was sleeping on his grandma's couch five years ago, and now he has built a 300 plus Airbnb rental business without even owning any properties, okay? If you guys need any information from Chris, you can find him at um, on Instagram, GetChrisThomas. If you guys need to find out the information, you guys can also see that I post him on my story. You can also find him also on um, my post. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Yes, I know you've been so busy with the kids and everything in the family. Thank you so much for joining the Champ Evening Show. What, what? Chris in the house? Yes. So, Chris? It happened a long time ago. Yes, a long time ago. So, we were just thinking, I was just introducing you to the audience, saying that, you know, you were sleeping on your grandma's couch five years ago. Yeah. And uh, now you have built an empire for you and your family. Yes. And you, you, you live in California. You're from Cali, right? 100% I'm from Cali. <laughs> okay. 
So how did you get into the Airbnb business? Let's get started. Let's get right to the chase. Let's go. So pretty much it was out of necessity. Um, I, I, I've always wanted to be in real estate since I was a kid. So I've always wanted to be in the game of real estate. I knew that's how you get rich was in real estate. It might sound wild, but never since I was young, I knew that Airbnb was the vehicle, not Airbnb, but real estate was the vehicle to get rich. But one thing I started to recognize is that I'm a, I'm a trend guy. You know, what is trending right now in real estate? I knew that owning a home was not the way to do it. Multifamily was hundreds of thousands of dollars to start. And I didn't have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I come from the hood. So I didn't, I, I've never had over $100,000 in my life. So how could I know how to save up $300,000 to get a property? There was other things that were involved, like um, wholesaling, flipping, all that stuff. I wanted something that's going to pay me every month to take care of me and my family. You know, and I stumbled upon this idea called Airbnb from, you know, being vulnerable with my friends. And one of my friends wanted me to manage uh, his Airbnb. And then my lady and I started um, managing rentals as well. So we came together and we started managing rentals um, as well. We're cleaning carpets and doing everything ourselves in the beginning. And it was all bad, you know. Um, and we, we pretty much started from, from nothing and started a management business and scaled up from there. So that's really how I got into it, being vulnerable with my friend. He let me manage his rental. My lady and I started managing other rentals for other investors that she know from her small network of people. And that's really how it started. That's awesome. I, she's so beautiful. Uh, what's her name? Her name's Martha. Martha. And you have how many children? You, you have a little six-year-old? Give me the detail. Yeah, so we have six kids in total. We have a 12-year-old, um, sorry, she have a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, <laughs> a three-year-old, uh, about to be a year old, Ocean, and we just had twins. So we have a busy house. So six kids total. See, guys, you, anything is possible. With a family, you can still build a family. You can be a dad. You can, ha you know, you have all this going on for you guys. That's amazing. So. What are some techniques that you would like to or give advice to our viewers on Airbnb? Like, where do they start if they want to get into business? How does that work for them? Well, you know, let's, let's take a step back here, Christina. Look, before you start any business, before you start anything, before you do any endeavor, there's something I want to ask you guys real quick. You have to challenge the stuff that you've been taught. Most of us, I would say the majority of us, um, and I, it took me a long time to acknowledge this. So I'll get into the Airbnb things. That's why everybody's here. But gang, look, you're going to have to challenge some of the things that you've been taught. Meaning, are you, did you take advice from a professor or some teacher that told you that you have to save all your money to get rich? Or did you take your advice from your uncle that has a good job, good high paying job? Or did you take advice from your parents that like stability or like um, security in their, in their life, right? We all achieve that. But Here's the thing. The advice that we've been given, we have to challenge it to what it is now in the present moment because we've probably taken advice from the early 1900s, right? And this business is one of the most profitable businesses ever in history. And this is the future of where real estate is going, you know, and I'm an advocate of that. It used to be owning a, owning a, a, a property and living off the potential market value, the appreciation, then having tax benefits from depreciation, and then having somebody pay you a little bit of cash flow every single month. 
those days are over, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because now you can lease properties and list properties, and it's 100% legal called rental arbitrage and corporate leasing, okay? So um, I'll get into the whole details. I'm pretty sure you have a, another question before I keep diving in, but before you... <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> your financial understanding game before you jump into any business, because I'm going to tell you one thing. If I were to take an advice from somebody from financial advice, my family was all on welfare and we grew up on government assistance. You know, imagine if I were to take my advice from my family, they'll say they don't have no money. So how am I going to take advice from somebody who ain't got no bread, right? It just would never work. Like my family's philosophy on debt is once you get a credit card, you use that to buy groceries and other kinds of things. You'll pay it when you get to it, right? But my deal that I had to learn to challenge that is I use debt to get rich. I use debt to get rich. That's the way I use mm -hmm. it. I use debt to get rich, to get in the position I am. But we'll talk about that. Um, but I just want to throw that out there is challenge the existing financial understanding that you have right now and um, look for somebody who's already achieved what you want in regards to the financial sense. But hopefully that answers your question before I answer your question. That, no, that's great because that's not the first time I ever heard that. I think that's 100% correct because you want to get in order to get ahead. That's exactly what you want to do. You kind of want to get out of your comfort zone and go out and ask other people who have been there and done that. So this way you can grow as well. Not, not to say that if there's anything against it or anything that's wrong, but you will only grow and you're financially, you will only grow if you reach out and ask questions. And that's the purpose of having you on the show is for you to actually explain to everybody because sometimes like we lack the information only because of these reasons is because we're not reaching out. We're not talking to people. We're not, we, we kind of get comfortable in our, in this circle and never go out. Right. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah. So now Airbnb, how did you start and how did, how did you fall in love with it? Got it. Well, I fell in love with it because of the money I was making. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I started with managing my friend's rental for $700. My lady and I started managing other people's rental with the networks that uh, she had. And um, then I reached out to 500 investors on LinkedIn and I pitched the same idea. And I noticed how much my buddy was making. Christina, look, I had negative 11 cents in my bank account during this time, right? And my friend was giving me $700 every month to manage his rental. So, um, I noticed how much my friend was making. He was making like $4,000 a month off of like a three bedroom. And I was like, wow. I was like, how much you making on this man? I asked him, you know, how much you making? He's like, dude, I'm making like $4,700 after all expenses. I mean, paying my cleaners, paying for my mortgage or rent and paying, um, paying for utilities. I was like, that's wild. My entrepreneur sense kicked in because I come from two failed startups, right? Everything I failed in kicked in right? Recycle pain is what they call it. So I reached out to 500 investors on LinkedIn in the same area that my buddy was in, which is the Orange County area here in California. And I reached out to 500 people. Hey, my friend is making this much here. I'll show you an example. Give him a real example. I'm managing for him, managing this rental for him. Would you like to do the same deal? Over 95% of them rejected me that 5% that went forward. Um, we got 40 plus rentals, 40 plus leases, gang, leases, right? We leased the properties and then we listed the properties on Airbnb with the owner's permission. So how did I fall in love with it? 
when you have negative 11 cents in your bank account and then 40 grand is deposited into your account, you're a happy camper. And then after that, every single month, I was making like $27,000. My lady and I were making collectively with her network and then my, my investors, we're making about $27,000 a month. And our life forever changed. We, you know, it's crazy. You know, we, we were sleeping in, in, on my inside my grandma's and, uh, uh, couch with Christopher was barely, how old was Christopher? I think he's barely a couple months old. It was all bad, man. And then having $40,000 in your account and then $27,000, I was like, I love this. This is where it's at, right? So that, that moment, I went from nothing for seven years of being broke to just kicking ass with this business. I don't know if that's appropriate to say, but. Uh, that's okay. By all means, <laughs> by all means. Coffee side. That's okay. No worries. I mean, everybody here that is watching the show, we're we're very you know transparent with everything, um, you know, and we're all adults here. So anything that we talk about, what you want you guys to take into consideration. There's always criticism, and there's always taking that criticism into what into a positive way or a negative way. So you guys, you guys have. You guys have to see you know where it pertains to and where it is for your life in general so um with that being said you that this constant flow of airbnb and business what has what is your strategy what is your technique um if somebody was to say you know how did you stay on top of everything what is your strategy of staying on top of the business staying on top of like the airbnb and um the the flow of money coming in. How, how is that working for you? What is the strategy? Well, that's a great question. So your question is, Chris, how do you, how do you make sure that the, the ship continues to, continues to flow through the surging waters? That's what it sounds like. You know, how does this continue to do great? Um, number one, gang, it's all about the research, okay? The deal's done in the data. You would be absolutely mind blown. There are softwares out there that my team and I use every single moment of the day to make sure that we're making money and we're not losing money. It tells us exactly, you know, what areas that we are going to um, make money on and areas that we're not going to make money on, right? Those tools are called AirDNA, A-I-R-D-N-A.co and MashVisor, okay? These tools tell you how much money you're going to make. It tells you the exact rental a person is looking for. It tells you um, the area if it's going to make you money. And not just that, the biggest thing is that it tells you exactly what to fulfill and all you have to do is fulfill it. And that's it. Um, so what do we do to keep the ball rolling and to make sure that we do not fail um, <clears throat> is research. That's the biggest thing. No deal is done without the research, Christina. And mm -hmm. you know, that, that's what it's 100% about. If my research, if our, my team and I do our research to know if it's legal in the city, to know that we're gonna make some bread or we're gonna lose our head, it's that simple. Day-to-day uh, -day operations type stuff. Um, there's other, I, I don't, I, I manage only, I only talk to one person a day and they manage a team of over a hundred plus people in each city that we operate in. That's high level stuff. I want to keep this conversation really basic. Um, yes. so, so that a lot of the audience can actually take something from it. So mm -hmm. number one, make sure that you do your research, make sure it's legal in your city. Again, check this out. If it's not legal in your city, move on to the next city. You're in New York, right, Christina? Um, I'm in Florida. Florida, okay, you're in Florida, unregulated. Oh, it's Airbnb friendly. And that's one of the best places to do Airbnb, Orlando, Tampa, we keep going on, except Miami. But um, 
Places like New York, it's highly regulated, but guess what? Jersey's not that regulated and Jersey's right across the street, right? So once this business is set up, it operates without you, right? Once it's set up, all you need to do is talk to a cleaner and a maintenance man, and that's it. And your business just flows. Guests have seamless check-in, check-out. You don't have to check guests in. Guests don't want to be checked in by you. They want to have their own space. That's why they're doing Airbnb. You heard? Um, that's pretty much it. Research, law, and then we'll talk about getting to the property aspect of it in a bit. But just mm -hmm. how I run every day. Right. How do you stay so organized with the family, with the business? How do you stay so organized? What are some of the successful habits that you keep and you take along with you? Uh, it's not about me with that subject. You got to thank my lady. Um, she mm -hmm. can up with that. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing about myself. You know, um, one thing you guys might not know about me just looking at me, I work my ass off. You know, I work a lot. And if I don't, she doesn't tell me, hey, cut it. Let's roll. I'm going to keep flowing. Right. I'm talking, I can bust out 20 hours a day and not even, you know, I can still function. Right. I work about 14 to 16 hours a day at this point in my life. You know, I'm working from 2 a.m. to, to um, typically sometimes 6 to 8 p.m. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, I'm busting it. And to have that balance, you got to thank Martha for that. She keeps me balanced. She keeps me grounded, you know, and she she is the one that, you know, without to say without her, I would be very cutthroat and just to the point and direct. Mm -hmm. I'm very direct, you know, with everything I do. So that's where she comes in to have that balance. That's a great question, actually. So I never asked that during, during an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to, to your lady. <laughs> um, so as a parent and as a dad in your balancing life, what kind of advice would you give to other parents um, when they're getting into business? Ooh, that's a great question. Ooh. Um, I could say I was prepared for that one, but I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> cool. So I'm going I'm to keep it 100, man. Look, <clears throat> it's hard to say, but whatever. Look, if your spouse isn't on board, you haven't given them enough reason to, okay? That's the reason I say I, I steal couples all the time. You know, I deal, I, I, I get asked, if your partner isn't on board with what you are doing, is because you haven't given, given them enough reason to, right? Are you busting it? Are you working long hours? Are, are you guys not spending as much time? You're gonna have that question with your partner, like, why are we spending a lot of time? You see the relationship is suffering. Look at this. Mm -hmm. I have this going on. This is gonna work for us. That's why I've been separated. I wanna bring you on board. But before I bring you on board, I wanna prove it to you. Mm -hmm. um, once you prove it, they're on board. Once you've shown them, you're on board. Spouses are tangible people, gang. They are not dreamers. I'm fortunate I had Martha that dream, that believed in me. When I didn't believe in myself in 2015, she was like, you know, you're going to do it B-I-G, even though I didn't believe I was going to do it B-I-G. So um, to get your spouse on board, um, first you have to prove it to yourself, okay? It first starts with you. You have to be selfish during this stage. Once you figure out that this, is a, that this deal is working, you have to secondly then invite your spouse in the project and say, this thing is jiving for me. We're making some bread. And with Airbnb, I'm telling you, once your spouse sees that bread coming in, they're be like, damn, what you doing? I got my shoot. I can give me another dress. Oh, I can give me a nice little purse. Oh, I can give me something nice. Hey, I told you. 
<laughs> those long hours, right? Me working, yep. me working my eight at my job, but I come home do my four to six here, working on this. Yeah. So that's crazy. So Caesar said something. He said, "Wow," just pertaining to what you said. Wow, that's super level-headed. I'm all here thinking if she ain't on board, she ain't the one. LOL. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Let me cut it to you, man. If you're, if you're still counter, let me cut it to you, gang. Look, I've been with, uh, uh, I have a past, okay? Look, we all had the past, right? If the person is not on, how can I say it? If your person is, if the individual you're with is a downer and they're down on what you want to do, life is short. My mom, my two best friends passed away at 48. My mom and my auntie passed away at 48. And one thing my mom always said, and my auntie always said, they weren't the most sharpest uh, tools in the box, but one thing they always said is that your partner is going to determine a lot of things in your future that you can tolerate. Ooh! So look, if your partner isn't popping, if they're negative, if they're not on board, if they say that's whack, that's terrible, you haven't given enough reason to. After you've given them enough reason to and they're still down at you, there's enough people on this planet that can make you happy, okay? It don't matter if you went in for 10, 20, 30 years. Love is still there. I love you, but I also love myself, right? And if you got kids involved, you, you don't have that luxury to say I still want to be with you if they're not on board with you and you want better in your life, right? <laughs> It's just weird to me. People will stay in relationship with people who bring them down, Christina. It's strange. Just because they said they've been with them for a long time. So, yeah. When it comes to so people, now, you gotta be like that. All the, the, all the family and loving, okay? Financially, how do you guys stay sane? You know, financially, you got the kids and everything. How do you, how do you guys budget? We don't, we don't have a budget, Christina. <laughs> well, at the beginning, how oh. did you guys come up with everything? And, and I mean, I saw the beautiful car, uh, you know, the home, <laughs> you know, everything. So tell me how you budget. Um, at this point, there's no budget, you know. Um, uh. So, but when we started uh, budget, you know, honestly, look it. Um, I never followed the philosophy of a budget. To be completely transparent, I'm, I'm glad you know you prepared that question for me. I follow the philosophy of increase. You know, budget is is lack, right? Or managing, right? You got to think of increasing. That's the way I see it. Is once we have the dollar come in, you know, I tell my kids this all the time. They're probably watching me right now. Is I tell them that every dollar is worth four dollars. What do I mean? Is that you can multiply the dollar. Once you make one, you can get four if you want to get four, or you can let all the dollar go on something that, that that's appetizing to you at the moment. So how do we do it during the beginning stages? Um, once we made money, we focus on increasing our portfolio. So that was our main objective was said, what can we do to get access to capital? Cause we both had terrible credit scores. What can we do to get access to capital? What can we do to get access to more money with the money that we had? So to answer your question, I'm not the guy that's a budget type person. To be completely transparent, I'm an increase type of man. Um, and I always look at growth. How can I make it bigger with what I have? You know, not uh, taking back and, you know, we got enough to do this, we got enough to do that. No, it's just, what can we do to make that dollar expand, not even stretch? Does that make sense, gang? 
Yes. And uh, Martha spoke up. She said, separating account from business and personal. She's telling it all right now. Thank you, Martha, for that. <laughs> She's like, wait, let me tell you how we do it. She said separate personal. Yes, yes. That's it. Thank you so much for that. So before we get into more of the Airbnb, tell me a little bit about the book. You're an author. Oh, my gosh. How did you? It's right here floating in front of me. Woo, show us. Let's yeah. see it. Yeah, so I'm an author. Uh, this is my book, Short-Term Rental Rich. It's a 40-page quick read. You do not need the Encyclopedia Britannica to get started with short-term rentals. Okay, I got to cut to you straight, no chaser. You can find it on Amazon. Just type in short-term rental riches. Everybody that's watching today, if you want a copy of it, I'll give you a copy 100% free. Just hit Christina in the DM and say, Christina, I was on the live. I want Chris Thomas's uh, free book. Everybody gets the book 100% free that's watching. And um, yes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Chris, what, for that. That's a great question. Um, catch it, Christina. One of, your, one of the viewers asked a great question. I want to answer it. I, I didn't see what it said. Do you let's see. Um, let me scroll back down. So is it safe to say you have an investment in yourself mentally when it comes to budget? Oh, great question. Who asked that? Mm -hmm. That is Caesar, a.k.a. Oh, my God. I'm... Um, I forgot his fight name. What's his fight name? Oh my God, Caesar! What's your fight name? I forgot your fight name. <laughs> hey man, you know what, Caesar? Man, that is a great freaking question, man. Um, so pretty much, do you invest in yourself when it comes to finance? One hundred percent, absolutely. It starts in the head, right? It starts up top, and then it goes down into your bank account. Um, you have to have an understanding of, of three things, gang. There, there's three things I follow. I'm gonna give you the best advice. Um, and if I'm, you know, not too long ago, I wasn't eligible to give you this advice. My company's about to hit over $12 million here in the next, you know, month and a half, um, just for Airbnb. So this is what I, this is the, the advice I can give you, gang. Look, first you have to make money. Focus on increasing your income, okay? They're saving the money at the, at the coffee line and, and, and saving money just to save money for a rainy day. Um, that was the 1900s, right? It's 2021. You know. Everybody watching here today, watching me and Christina, the champ, know that we want money right now. We don't want to get paid 20 to 20 years from now, right? So manage your money. Man, make as much money. What can you do to increase money at your, at your company? What can you do to start a little side hustle? Airbnb business, a property management business, right? A podcast business, right? Um, and next step is managing your money. So it's make, manage, and multiply. The way you're going to manage your money is by that saving that money and getting access to debt, getting access to capital. The reason I say that, why most people stay poor, listen to me, gang, is they do not use debt to get rich. They try to use their own bread. Christina, can you attest to that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I do it every day, basically, um, with the business and everything. So... Um, and that also answers the question here. Um, we have Pedro who says, can you guys talk about um, to start delegating work and keep good profit? Like what would that, what, what's your opinion on that? Absolutely. So delegation is one of the most important parts of the Airbnb rental business he's referring to, hopefully, correct? Is he talking yes. about? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, delegating, you want to do, first things first is hire a maid. 
You can find them easily off of turnoverbnb.com, turnoverbnb. Um, you can find them on good old Craigslist. Hey, friends and family, you know, somebody wants a job. Um, and the best part about that is um, the guest pays for the cleaner. So there's a cleaning fee involved. So there's a nightly stay, then there's a cleaning fee that the guest pays to have the place clean. That's what you would pay your cleaner, not the whole amount, because if you're charging them $70 for a cleaning fee, you can give the cleaner 50 bucks and they clean the space for you. So that's one of the first things, delegating the cleaner. Secondly, you want to use a, um, a software called Guesty that handles all your customer service, your guest questions, guest inquiries, um, and all that good stuff. That So the business runs on autopilot. And there's other tools that you need in the process to make sure you stay booked, um, like beyond pricing and things like that to make sure you stay booked. But delegation, um, number one is that you need a core team, maintenance and maids and your concierge service to make sure the business runs appropriately. If you could do those three things good, um, you know, cleaners, crew, and concierge, you do those three things, your business is going to run on autopilot and you maximize profit margins by having more time. That's awesome. There you guys go. Like th those are the different kind of advices that you guys can start up with. You don't have to start big right away and jump onto something. These advices are real. You ask questions again, you can go on um, Chris Thomas's Instagram at get Chris Thomas. DM him. Come on, guys. He is an Airbnb mentor, entrepreneur. He has his own book. He can definitely answer any questions. He can help you get started um, if you guys like. So, Chris, what are some projects you're working on right now or, or, or in the future you would like to, you know, tell other people? Well, the, you know, the biggest project I'm working on now is um, getting access to, to, more, to more debt. Uh, that's my main focus is getting access to more capital so that I can grow my rental portfolio to 20,000 Airbnb rentals within the next three years. So um, that's my goal. Um, that's the biggest project. I'm acquiring rentals at, at scale at this point, which means I'm getting, I'm walking into a building and getting 40 to 50 rentals, you know. Um, but I would like to, you know, engage the audience and actually how to start an Airbnb rental business if we have a chance. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm all in. We're all in. Um, because, you know, I don't want to make this about myself and talk about my, my success because I want to give the audience something that they can actually take away. But at this point, what's the big, big projects I'm working on is I'm acquiring 40 to uh, 40 to 50 rentals um, uh, within the within two month span. I'm growing my team, so um, I'm growing my team so that we can acquire more rentals, and that's the biggest thing. My daily job is to get debt, get access to capital, and to get a relationship with developers and major property managers. That's my main job, and hire great talent. That's my daily job. But from a beginner standpoint. Um, I wish we could uh, back up a little bit, but can you let okay. us we have a good question too? Um, if you want to answer this question, um, uh, Pedro again says, can you let us know the difference between Airbnb business and property management business? Mm -hmm. Could an Airbnb business be called property management company? Okay. So the question is Pedro is what's the difference between a rental, um, an Airbnb business and a property management business? Good question. Actually, I'm glad you got asked that question. There's between a Airbnb rental business is pretty much you are the owner of the corporation and you're leasing um, properties under your company and you are doing the D2D, the day-to-day -day operations, or you have a team that handles it. 
Property management is where you're looking for existing hosts that have an Airbnb rental portfolio or people who have furnished properties and you're managing their properties and I'm listing those properties on Airbnb instead of looking for a regular tenant, okay? So um, the main difference is that with management side, you do not have the actual asset. You're more managing the day-to-day -day operations by having a team do all the work for you, like virtual assistants and um, all that stuff. With Airbnb only having your actual property, you are the individual who manages the day-to-day -day operations, whether that be with the cleaners, the crew, and the concierge services that are handling your business. So that's the main things, is you actually have the asset, and then you're managing the asset for people, okay? So that's the main difference. Can the company be called property management company? Sure, if you want it to be called property management company, if it's available. Um, sure. Sorry. So I, and I also have another question because you also, you have a business, you have a mentor, um, you're, you're a mentor for Airbnb. How much is it for somebody to get, um, to talk with you? What are the price range and what are, are required and how, how would they know from this point on, like what the, what the price range is? Should they call you? They, should they text you, DM you? How does that work? Yeah. You know, if they want to get started with the Airbnb rental business by somebody who actually has a thriving Airbnb rental business, you know, hit my DM, uh, we're at STR, say you're on Christina's live and I'll hook you up. Um, and we'll, we'll figure out, you know, what your goal is, number one, you know, what your area to see if you can actually do this business. And three is skipping the whole learning curve. You know, I see so many things, Christina, on Google and TikTok and YouTube and it goes on and on. And these guys have like three rentals. What, how can somebody teach you how to run an Airbnb rental business with only three rentals? It's just, it blows my mind to get started with me. It's about $1,500 to start my mentorship, okay? So it's $1,500 to start my mentorship. That is the investment. Um, and then if you have low capital, um, we start off with the property management business where you can start making 3K to 4K in 27 days or less. So um, that's one of the biggest things. Um, so, yeah. Pedro said, thank you for the info. I'm sure he's, his, his brain is ticking and he's getting this stuff going. He has a paper and pen and everything going on. So um, tips, at the end of the day, when you're beside yourself, when people are like, they want to give up on this. And uh, at the beginning, it was like that for you. You didn't see the money coming in at first and you had to sacrifice all these things and time and money and family and hanging out with family and everything like that, vacations and all that good stuff. What are some tips to keep going, to keep motivated? You know, um, the only way that a person will stay motivated and to keep going is pain. You know, I, I tell this to everybody. There is no, 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 no intangible stronger than pain. Okay. It has to hurt. Okay. For you to keep going. It has to hurt bad enough. You have to have a strong enough why. I have never in my career in this business last five years have met an investor who started off with millions of dollars. Actually, I had one dude, um, but he was comfortable. Uh, so tips I can give to stay motivated and to stay driven is you have to have that chip on your shoulder. You have to have something that's driving you. You have to have that strong why, right? Because that is what's going to keep you motivated when a person's kicking you, slamming the door in your face and saying no. That's what's going to keep you motivated when you and your spouse aren't on the same level. 
That's going to keep you motivated when you and your kids aren't on the same level when they're acting up. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've got to stay motivated. You've got to have that why. Why are you doing this when it's not working? Because that's what's going to push you, okay? Hoop, blah, 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 can, can, can motivate you, all that stuff. The only thing that's going to motivate you is pain. And nobody will ever change unless it hurts bad enough. Chris, where was that pain for you? Woo, man. Um, you know, uh, the, the pain for me was not being able to support my child and support my family. You know, Martha and I were on rocky terms. It was dark. And um, sleeping at my family's house at 31 years old, you know, going back to that, that cycle of, you know, damn, you know, it's really happening to me. I'm following behind the tracks of the people that I grew up with, you know. And the other dark place for me is my mother passed away when my business was failing. You know, my auntie then passed away. And, you know, those are my two best friends. And I mean, it, it just, I felt like success was against me. You know, I can say, I used to call my friends and I used to say, man, you know, why am I not getting it? Why is it not happening? I see these bums getting it, you know? And that is what kept, keeps me going even till this day is that I know that I don't want to ever go back to that place kind of deal to, to, to understand, but not be able to, you know, me, not being the person that Martha and my kids saw me as drives me, you know, and it's kind of weird because I'm already there kind of deal. I'm not there, but I'm kind of there kind of deal. But looking back at that time and knowing I was in that place and uh, that, that's what kept me going you know, that dark place. And, you know, I, I read a book by Tim Grover. I don't know if you read it called Relentless. Have you read that one yet? No, I haven't. Oh, he talks about the yin and the yang, right? He talks about Kobe Bryant and all these star athletes. And it's crazy. I have all these qualities like them. You know, it's, it's a trip, you know? And like when I read the book, I was like, wow, I'm just like these dudes. Like there's this thing that we got, you know, that we have to, you know, be a step ahead, be the best. And we come from this dark place of what happened during our childhood or some play thing that happened. That's what keeps me motivated. And it sounds weird because you would think that making, you know, millions of dollars a month is my motivator. Yeah, I'm making a lot of money, but I know that there's somebody else making more than me, so I want to beat them. Kind of deal. So. It's the pain. It's the growing pain. But during the process, it was during that. Mm -hmm. Great question, Christina. Absolutely. Um, now that you have yourself established and you have your beautiful family and the company and you ripped that Band-Aid off, it's healed, okay? What is generational wealth to you? What is it to your family? How is that for you? Uh, gener generational wealth to me would be that, you know, God didn't create each and every one of us, you know, or the creator, whatever you believe in, gang. Um, didn't create us to live a life of existence, but to live a life of substance. So what does generational wealth look, look like to me? I want my children directly and the people that have, I've impacted in their lives to challenge what I'm saying and make it bigger and better, right? Um, that's generational wealth to me. I don't want you know my kids to take the lead from me. I want them to surpass me and make this bigger and better and challenge, hey, dad did it this way, but I want it to be this way, you know, because I know that this way would get us that way even much more bigger. I have enough to support my kids, 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 
you know, uh, in this lifetime, you know, at this point in my life. So, um, yeah, that would be a challenge for my kids and the people that I directly impact, my mentees and the people that are watching this now to challenge what I'm doing to make their lives that much more better. So hopefully that answers your question appropriately. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, you know, we have, oh, we have all the views here and obviously I'm going to repost and this is going to be on the Instagram forever. Okay. Forever. Because this is not, forever, ever. Okay. <laughs> so with that being said, you remember when we were younger, there's, they, there came a time where we weren't guided in the right direction. What kind of advice would you be able to give to a person who doesn't have that ability or have that type of advice? Like, who would you refer to? Would it, would it be a mentor or, you know, like, where would they start with guidance? This has been one of the best questions I've ever been asked on an interview in my entire life. And I've been on over 100 plus interviews, gang. If there isn't a better question, because you know what? I am that question. My mom was addicted. My mom was addicted to men and methamphetamine for 22 years of my life. I had no father figure. You know, there was no parenting involved. There was no, no, no person to look up to, right? I just had to figure it out. So um, if a person doesn't have that foundation of finance is what I call it, um, the first place to look is not in your immediate area. Because 99.9% .9 of you watching this here aren't around millionaires. Let me keep it 100 with you. You're not hanging out with guys like me, okay? If you are, I don't want to be condescending, but shit. You know, if you are hanging out with a bunch of millionaires, you know, you understand what I'm talking about. You have to first find somebody who's already achieved what you want. Let me get this out of the way real quick, Christina. I'm just saying, who cares? Look, whoever told you there's no secret to success lied to you. There is a secret to success. It's finding somebody who's already achieved it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure that out the hard way. Right. I didn't have no person telling me that this is what you need to do to manage your, to budget your finances. This is what you need to do to uh, increase your income. So what I'd recommend is the first place is to find somebody that is right now in the position that you want and mirror everything they do. People I mirrored, you probably don't even know them. Henry Kravis with KKR. He's a billionaire hedge fund investor, right? Um, there's other guys. Robert Kiyosaki I looked up to. Um, Les Brown for motivational speaking. Um, so for finance, shit, follow me. You know, if there's anybody on this planet, if you're coming from nothing and you want to come up, follow me. You know, I, I came from nothing, gang. And if there's anybody that can tell you how to do it the right way and to do it the wrong way, because I did it the wrong way for a long time. I'm talking 28 years. You know, I might, this looks like I'm 50, right? I'm 36. But what I'm telling you is that I've been doing it the right way for a long time. And this is the way. And the way to do that is um, your credit. Number one, fix your credit. Make sure your credit's good because that's how you're going to stay poor. If your credit ain't right, oh, man, it's going to be all bad for you, right? Um, hang around with your environment with a bunch of winners. Start going on Facebook groups. That's a good place to start. Go figure out some good Facebook groups. Everything's virtual now. You can't go to Toastmasters no more. You can't go to all these events no more. It's weird and cringy now, right? So um, first look at groups. There's three books I want you guys to pick up. Super important. Number one, my book, Short Terminal Riches. Number two, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Tells you to understand some things of finance. You like that book, Christina? 
Have it, have it. Yes, that book is like a non-negotiable, okay? And there's another book, that's, it's called um, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. Have you read that one, Christina? No. That is- I gotta get it now. Yes. <laughs> life on, and especially for people who are in careers. MJ DeMarco with The Millionaire Fast Lane, and he grew up in the bricks too, you know, in Chicago, strong, hard part of Chicago. And, he came up, sold his company for millions. And he talks about why, you know, being an entrepreneur is better than being an employee and how to make that transition. So it's a perfect book from a person who can go from a nine to five to a live in the life of their, their, their lifestyle. So number one environment, number two, hang around with people who, um, number one environment by going to groups. If you can go to a physical group, that's even better to have the proximity, a mentor. Okay. You guys listen to Cardi B. You guys listen to all this music. You know what's funny about that? Me and my friend were getting in an argument about this. Rappers, entertainers, athletes all talk about how they're this and they're that, but they don't even hang out with what they're talking about, right? Like half the stuff they talk about, they're not even doing. Like being from the hood, I'm this, I'm that, but they're not even hanging out there, right? They're hanging out with other successful people. That's right. That's number one is hang out with other successful people. If you know somebody's making 100 grand a year, that's a good start, right? Find somebody who's making a million dollars a year because what's going to happen is you're in that proximity of the mindset, right? It's all about here. So there is no possible way, gang, that you are going to make it out of your financial situation without finding somebody who's already achieved what you want. No way. My mentor has over, uh, over $300 million worth of assets. And he told me that directly to my face. He's like, you will stay broke. You will stay poor. You'll stay the same black male from the hood that everybody expects to be. Because you know why? I said, why? It's because you don't have a financial understanding of what you need to do to get rich. And you don't have nobody teaching you. So how are you going to expect to get there? The internet? Not enough. You need somebody showing you how to get there. And it ain't free. You got to pay them, right? So... Mm -hmm. I know I just rambled on for a long time, but Ooh, I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. We need to be authentic. We need to be real. That's why I wanted to have, when I was watching your live and I was watching um, your shows and I was watching all of your videos, I'm like, I need, we need him. We need him. Look, look, Chris Thomas, we need you live and direct. Christina, you know, I've been waiting for this moment for a while. I should have been number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was waiting for nine round to hit me up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's awesome. So with everything, I, I know that we've talked about family. We talked about finances. We talked about getting your feet, you know, stepping outside of the box. Is there anything that you want to say that you wanted to cover on this show tonight before we, you know, um, anybody else have any questions? Let me see. Yeah, let's ask some questions before I, we conclude. That'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome live. Need to, need this. Somebody says awesome live. Need this motivation. That's right. You see that? All right. Okay. Chris Thomas in the house, guys. Make sure you guys get at him at Chris. Uh, get Chris Thomas on Instagram. Listen, he's giving out his book for free. Come on, guys. Free, guys. You guys can have it. Unless I think that's all the questions right now because everybody's taking notes right now. You know, just taking notes. Everything we're saying. You can pay me $30 for it, or you can have a <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Awesome. So, Chris Thomas, um, 
did you want to add anything else to the show? Maybe something that I didn't cover. Um, want to talk about? Is there something that you want to cover before I get into that question? Is there a question that you might have for me, like a tough one? Because you've been asking some phenomenal questions. Listen, it, it's what we're going to through as well. You know, owning three businesses, you know, um, in the last five years, you know, um, it's been a rough road as well. So all those things that you're talking about, we've gone through a trial and error, putting time in, putting work in, you know, um, and sacrificing, you know, going out and doing things and, you know, um, making sure that we have a solid foundation and also working on our generational wealth too. So that's one of the particular questions that I was asking about what is generational wealth to you how how important is it to you because a lot of people you know they they post generational wealth oh they post all these different posts but they don't know how to use it there's a meaning behind everything yeah uh, <laughs> yeah man you know what's funny is that people post those quotes like work hard in silence and let success make the noise I did that for like years and it'll work you need to make noise guys Gotta make noise. You gotta get noticeable. I don't know about none of that stuff, but there's no secret to success. I heard this millionaire tear this dude in a car. What's the secret to success? We're hard work. Yeah, because you work for a hedge fund, you know? Um, <laughs> so it does take hard work. But you don't need to work hard. You gotta work smart. Gosh. Look, um, if I give you guys one piece of advice before I leave you guys today, um, there's three things, you know, that we've pr pretty much been told, you know, like, I think Christina and I pretty much have been talking about most of it is, um, you know, one of the most important things is that in order for things to change, you must change. You know, you have to change. You have to replace particular habits. We're all habitual people. You know, every single day of our lives, we're doing things out of habit. The way we eat, the way we drink, the way we look, smell, think, whatever we do is all a collection of habits that we've uh, done for ourselves. So, First things first is um, <clears throat> find somebody who's already achieved better habits. So that's the first thing is find somebody who's achieved better habits and make them your own and start small. Trick your brain. Start small. You don't need to start. Like, my goal is a million dollars. You'd be amazed at how many people right now, grown ass people, are in my DMs saying they want to be financially free. But then I ask them, how much do you need? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You know, it's it, it, I can't be mad at them because... I didn't know, you know, and um, <laughs> so you got to have a number, you know, you got to have a target. All right. So here it is. What I want you guys to leave with is pretty simple. Um, three things. Number one, environment. Going, go out there, go find somebody who's already achieved what you want. Hang around with a bunch of winners. Let go of the pigeons. Okay. Because the pigeons get the leftovers. Go uh, soar with eagles. Number two, how do you know if you're on track if you don't keep track? When was the last time you wrote in your journal? When was the last time you wrote your down your goals that you wanted for yourself? How do you know if you're on? There you go. Boom. There you go. That's why she has three businesses, right? That, that's an example. Write down your big goals when you rise and when you rest. I still do it. I make millions of dollars. I still do it. I say, I write, make $100 million, whatever, right? Whatever the big goal that you have for yourself, write it in the morning, write it at night so that you have it when you wake up and you have something to work for, and it'll keep you motivated and keep you driven. Then you have a second journal that is congruent to that one journal that you're working towards because you're chipping away at that elephant every single day. There it is. There it is. Holla at me, right? Holla at me, right? So, and three, the most important thing that I want you guys to take from this is um, 
focus on using debt, guys. There's anything I can tell you. I had to learn this the hard way. I don't want to keep giving you the who, blah, blah, story. This is a business. You're here to make some damn money. That's why you're watching me today. If a wealthy person today can give you the best advice ever is to fix your credit, make sure your credit is good, start a business, because the only way you're going to get rich is by starting a business, particularly Airbnb rental business, okay? And make sure that you focus on increasing your income, managing your money, and then multiplying your money, because your job in life is not to live life to work. Your job is to replace your income with passive income so that your passive income turns into your real income. So that's what I want everybody to listen to today is to get that credit. The way that's going to separate you from 99.9% .9 of the world is having access to credit lines and having access to debt to fund businesses and fund your lifestyle. Okay. And I had to learn this the hard way. I kept using my bread, kept using my cash. I was going slow. My mentor put it aside. He was like, Chris, what are you doing? I said, what do you mean I'm doing? He's like, man, that money should be used to reinvest into your business so that you can get more access to more money to reinvest more into your business. And it's wild because I'm going to tell you something. The better that you look to credit, I mean, to, to credit bureaus and to business credit bureaus, that you're more free. They want to do, they want to work with you more than an average person. It's crazy. So that's what built my business, 300 rentals. There's no possible way, Christina, that I would have built my business from my own sweat equity and my own bread. This would have took me years, right? So yeah. one, three pieces of advice that I give you guys. Environment, um, two is uh, write down your goals, keep track, and three, getting access to debt and capital, 100%. To keep that's, awesome. that's awesome. So. Chris, where can everybody find you? What's your mentorship um, price? What, what, what are other information they can get from you um, before we go tonight? I want everybody to win tonight. Even if you don't buy anything from me, even if you don't follow me, that's all good. That's my fault. I haven't convinced you enough. So let me convince you today. You can follow me at Get Chris Thomas, G-E-T, on every single platform that exists, from TikTok to YouTube to Facebook to Instagram, okay? Everyone watching, you get a free copy of my book, 100% free. Okay, I'll get you a digital copy, 100% free. How about this? I'll, I'll send it to Christina. Christina can de uh, deploy that to everybody that's watching. So let me give you something for free instead of me asking you for, for some money, okay? You want me to come fast track to success and you want to skip the whole learning curve and you want to start earning faster? <clears throat> my mentorship is $14.97. And it's like an 18-hour program. And I have a team of people, including myself, that coach you on how to actually achieve this thing in Airbnb rental business, okay? Um, and not just that. <clears throat> Make sure that you guys love Christina's Instagram and, you know, follow her and give her a lot of love, too. So we don't want to forget that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chrisam, for joining me on the Champs Evening Show. This is exactly what we want to achieve, is to show authentic, amazing, successful people on the show. And you are going on my podcast. You are going on my Facebook. We are blowing you up. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. And you have a great evening. Give the wife and the kids a hug for me. You're the greatest. Keep being a wonderful dad. 
Thank you. Bye now. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you.